Hey, before we get started, we had a problem with the audio at the introduction of this episode. So if you make it through the introduction, the song's amazing, and the rest of the episode is fantastic, and you'll be able to hear me at full blast. Let's go. Hey, good morning, good evening, good night, good day, good week to you. Great. All those things, because that's better than the mediocrity of good. How are you today, Phil? Philip Anderson. I'm doing great. I, I wasn't sure if the question mark was there or not. I didn't know if there's something else coming. Just don't want to step all over you like I always do. Welcome to The Greatest Song You've Never Heard podcast, a podcast where my good friend Phil and I sit down, dig deep into our repertoire of uh, music, dig some out that we feel like, why has nobody else ever heard this song? We feel like we're the only ones in the world that know that. That doesn't mean we are the only ones that know it, but it does mean that a lot of times, you know, three out of four times, most people have never heard the song that we're bringing up. And I've actually, we've been getting some feedback. Oh, yeah. From Mr. Brian Page. Thank you, Brian. Yes. You're awesome, by the way. Thank you for um, continually reaching out to us and commenting on our uh, website. I had to turn it down a little bit because you're so hot today. I am hot. You know, I've been losing a little weight and things like that. So, <laughs> grow uh, extra hair. He comments on almost every single one of these on our website. Uh, and Brian is a professional musician by train. Brian knows more music but brian forgot more about music than i'll ever know thanks for not including me well you wanted to you're a better musician i don't know about that Uh, i don't know about that even once in a while we'll find some songs he'd never heard before well the feedback has been really fun too because he will add some that uh, little quips that we have not talked about which is pretty cool you know about billy preston coming up and by the way when I walked in, <clears throat> you were like, there are some songs that few people have never heard. Right. Right. Um, but these are songs that most people have never heard. Correct. And, and I, what's really fun is that we both kind of l- listen back on some of these episodes that we do. Yeah. And we start going down these rabbit holes. Oh, my gosh. Phil, can I tell you about the rabbit hole? <laughs> Please do. So after- on one of my songs for, for a change. Okay. So after the Billy Preston episode... Uh, I started thinking to myself, I, I went down this Billy Preston rabbit hole because his first album was produced by George Harrison, and I'm a huge Beatles fan. He was on the, he was one of the first non-Beatles assigned to the Apple um, record label. Um, on top of all of that, he ended up um, writing the song, um, That's the Way God Planned. And I'm like, I didn't know this Billy Preston song. Then I get to nothing from nothing leaves nothing. And thinking the whole time that it was not him, it was somebody else that wrote it. And it was uh, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder <laughs> is what I was thinking. And so then I got on this big track of, oh, I wonder if, if they found Billy Preston, put him on Apple Music. I wonder who else they found so and, I started, I found this awesome playlist on yeah. Apple Music called... Um, come come and come, Get It? Come and Get It. Come and Get yeah. It, yeah. Uh, and it's basically a highlight of all of the best songs from Apple Records. And that's where I discovered a little-known band, little-known to me. Because, see, there are songs that no one's heard, and there are songs that I've never heard. Right. And I got, uh, I found this song from uh, Badfinger called Baby Blue, which I didn't know was a Badfinger song, because I, the only time I'd ever heard it was covered by another artist named Phil Keggy. And so, anyway, I went down this, like, Badfinger hole, and that's what this show's about. That's what we hope happens to all of you. Yes, exactly. Uh, Chris, all of a sudden, he did go down this hole, and he poked his head out, and he was on the other side of the world. That's how far into this he got. That's true. And so, cool that you didn't have to go through customs and all that, true. but you still have to make your way back. 
That's true. And hopefully, I don't have to have a COVID test to come back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Touche. Well, should we jump into today's song? I think so. Now, Phil, you got a song for us today, and I and, and so you know, so you know, if you've never listened to the show before, uh, I have never seen this song. I don't know anything other than Phil gave me a lyric sheet, so I've literally only read the first two lines, and I'm already intrigued. But I know nothing else about the song. So, Phil, set us up today. So, this song that I've chosen, by the way, as per usual. I have had a handful of songs I was going to bring to the table and I thought I had landed on a song and I, and I, I changed it. It's not, it's, <laughs> it's the last minute change. I know a little bit about the artists. I know a lot, a little less about the song, but the song, uh, is, it catches me and it gets me thinking uh, I sent you the lyrics yep. and you said, I already like this song. I'm like, I haven't yes. even played it. So we should probably just jump right into it. And, uh, and then we'll talk about it when we're done.
Phil, this might be the best song you've ever brought to the table. Is that right? Yes. Better than Billy Joel. Oh, get, come on. Let's, can we just be serious for a moment? <laughs> Billy Joel's got a separate spot for me in, in my heart of music. You this, know that. Yes. So, you know, I take no offense right. for what you just said. Just a little bit. But I don't want... I, I really need to ask you a couple of questions before you give me your feedback. Okay. Is that okay? Yep. 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 Any idea when this was possibly recorded and released? Well, my gut says it was the late 70s, early 80s, but I'm going to guess that's wrong because you wouldn't have done that. Um, so I'm Or, or ask the question. Or ask the question, yeah. Uh, but it reminds me of like 80s, early 80s. Like um, It really, really reminds me of a B-52s. Oh, yeah. Good call. Um, yeah. And so I thought I had it there for a second with B-52s, but I know by your face that's not the B-52s. Well, no, and I'm yeah. super familiar with their stuff. And it's not, uh, it's, yeah. there's not enough, uh, there's only a single woman singing in it, so it can't be that. So my guess would be that it's probably the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. It was a big research of um, surf music uh, during that time. In fact, there's still a surf music festival Really? That a gentleman that I know plays in a surf band plays at every year and I think it's in Germany. Or... And he's really a gentleman. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's fair enough. And my next question I can't is... tell you anything more about him because I'm going to use his song at one point. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Uh, any idea what the name of the song is? Uh, Emotional Oscillator. Okay. So those are my two questions. Thank you. Go ahead. What is your What are your thoughts? Okay. I love, love... <clears throat> this is one of those songs that uh, in my household would come on and I would love every second of it. And my wife would be like, oh, change that. But I loved it. I loved everything about this song. I love the crunchiness of the guitar. I, I love the mud. The bass is really muddy with that Peter Gunn feel. There's a lot of mud in this, a yeah. lot of dirty. Yeah. And, and, you know, they went all in with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that's one of the things. Um, the lyrics at the front end of that, harder to hear. So whether that was by design, not sure, but it got better right. through the song. And I'm guessing it's by design, um, knowing this artist and how much they're into music and the uh, fidelity and details of the song. I'm guessing that's exactly. I love the fact that the uh, the production on this is really good, too, because the drums uh, are it's tempting in a song like this to make the drums too far out front. And they didn't No, uh, the bass was muddy and in the back, but prominent enough that you felt it felt balanced, like really, really well balanced in the production of it because the guitars were super crunchy and they were at, it's almost like they looked at the whole spectrum of, of what we can hear and what we're going to put the guitar here. We're going to put the vocals here. We're going to put the bass here, put the drums over here so that nothing crosses over. So that you never were um, distracted by uh, the production on it. Uh, but the simplicity of the drums. Super simplistic. And yet the drums drove the song. Yes. It, the drums it, and the bass. Isn't that really interesting like, yeah. how that works? Yeah. Um, I also loved the, the, the lyrics on this are just spectacular. Um, I kind of figured you'd like the lyrics the, on this. The first line is, you wield forgiveness like a scepter, anointing your suitors on their knees. I'm like, oh, I already know I'm going to like this song. Um, I love the fact that the last verse had, you prefer your love in the form of apologies. You prefer your love in the form of an altarpiece. And you prefer your love in the form of a tragedy. And I'll tell you why. Uh, I just watched uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth, uh, the new release from Joel Cohen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... It's it's a funny uh, it's a funny version of the movie of the of the story because uh, Joel Cohen uh, well there's a whole bunch of things about it. I won't ruin it for anybody but it's a very very interesting piece when you think about preferring love in the form of altarpieces tragedies 
and apologies. Uh, it just reminds me very much of that Macbeth and Shakespeare tragedy um, of uh, to, to talk about love in the form of an altarpiece is just so fascinating to me. Uh, and I, the lyrics on this are like, Simple, but very, very deep. I was going to say very deep, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I they, loved that a lot. They leave a lot of white space for imagination, mm-hmm. but they lead you to open, you know, don't open the safe doors. Go over here to this room and open one or two of these doors if you dare. Well, and right? I really, the, there's a line in here that is, uh, let me look at it real quick. Uh, you hold the truth like it's a dagger. Hmm. Which is a, a funny thing to think about because I I listen to that and I go, man, how many people like, okay, so that is true. That doesn't mean you need to tell me. Like, you know what I mean? Like if, right. if, if I'm ugly, I know I'm ugly. I don't need anybody to tell me I'm ugly. And I don't really need someone to go, your face looks funny. That truth is not something that I need to know. I already know that. And so it's funny because the concept of holding truth like a dagger is really, um, you see it coming. And you know the truth already exists. And so the lyrical depth of this to me was like just spectacular. And you know all this and yet you still are growing a beard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I already know I'm ugly. I'm going to cover it up as much as possible. Oh, I always give Chris a bad time at this time of year. It's true. When he's always going a little bit more uh, mountain man. But you always ask for a ride when I grow a mustache. Well, only if it's on your bike. (laughs) (laughs) So, Phil, I have no clue who this is. I, you know, my guess was you said that since the person is super into music, I'm going to guess it's a, like a really like well-known artist. Mm. I'm like a Bjork or somebody like that, who we wouldn't really necessarily think of as doing this genre of music, but tell us who it is and tell us more about it. So, and you'll notice the lyrics I sent you, I didn't clean up. There were two or three words that were wrong. Mm -hmm. um, And I I just didn't have time to clean it up. No big deal. But uh, the person that recorded this in a year from now, when we talk, we'll be saying, yes, this person is very well known, but not yet. Okay. So this was, uh, the name of the song, the paradox drive of finite confusion. (laughs) Time out. Funny story. No, this is fantastic. There was a, there, uh, the Beatles get, or the Beatles, the monkeys get famous. Everything in my life, by the way, listener, revolves, reverts back to the monkeys. So the monkeys get really, really famous and they get invited for the first time to England, London, England, which is the epicenter of all culture at the time. So 67, 68. And they end up partying with the Beatles and all Rolling Stones and all these things, right? While they're there, uh, Mickey Dolenz writes a song about an experience they had at this hotel where there's this big party, right? He calls the the song Randy, Randy Scouse Git. Okay. Randy Scout Git. Randy Scouse Git. This is Randy Scout House Git. Randy, no, Randy, R A N D Y. Yeah. New word. S C O U S E. Randy Scouse Git. And of course, Brian Page, who lives in England, is laughing right now because he knows this is actually like an obscene term in English, like. Cult, like in their vernacular, okay. in English vernacular, like yeah. in, in um, what do you call it? Their, um, Spit it out. Use your words. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, so they wouldn't release the song there. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it was inappropriate, the name of the song. They said, you're going to have to come up with an alternate title. Gotcha. So the song was called Alternate Title. Right. That's what I feel like they did with this. 
That's interesting. Um, that what you just said will have uh, something to do with a couple, three episodes down the road really? that I'll be driving. And we're going to refer to that, mm. um, even if it's obscure. The name of the band is The May Company. The May Company. Okay. Okay. May McDonough. Okay. Lead singer, writer, extraordinaire. And the name of the album is Teeth, and it came out in 1940, excuse me, <clears throat> 2017. Wow. Yeah. It really does have a flavor, old school flavor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you... Late 70s, early 80s punk. Yeah, and you nailed it when you said just the, the muddy, right? It's like yeah. the dirty, and yeah, throw a little water in there. That's, this, this is just get down and get dirty song. I can hear and, some cake. You know the band Cake? Yeah. In here, yeah. I can hear the band... Um, uh, what, um, whole. Oh yeah. Like a lot of those influences in here. Yeah. Interesting. We were just talking about Nirvana before we went on air right. and then you bring up whole. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, so I actually reached out to this artist before and I almost pulled today and didn't do it. I, I almost didn't do this song, but I did reach out to this artist and asked her the paradox drive of finite confusion is going to be the song I'm featuring in the next couple weeks. Can you give me any background on it? Wow. And you know what she said? Who are you and quit stalking me? No, she didn't say that. Uh, but she hasn't responded yet. <laughs> I, I do know I do know the artist, um, even if it's somewhat superficially. Okay. But I also know that I will She looks a lot different from the other end of the binoculars, Phil. <laughs> so... So May, when and if you listen to this podcast, please know that I'm way up here in Coeur d'Alene and you're way down there in Southern California. There's no binoculars that long, but I will be seeing her in about a month hmm. uh, as her brother will be getting married and will be at the wedding. So um, yeah, it, it it's fun to have people that you know yeah. that per, that make good music. That's true. That many haven't heard yet. I mean, this 2,500 people have heard this song on Spotify. It's right. not a lot of people, okay? But the, the production is really good. Super good. And the lyrics are in, 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 um, enticing, aren't they? Yes, they're so good. Yeah, and so... It makes uh, me want to dig in and find out more about this band exactly. and listen to the rest of their stuff. Is the, is the rest of their stuff the same style or is this kind of a one-off? Uh, it's It's... You know what? Honestly, it's all very uh, different from one another with a with a thread that goes kind of ties it all together. You, hmm. you can tell that it's the same band, okay? But really, very eclectic in terms of some of the music they put out. Some is very dark, mm -hmm. and uh, this I wouldn't consider dark, but it's got dark elements. So, how do you know the artist? Uh, Shelley's one of Shelley's best friends. She knew for a long time her daughter. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's so, super cool. Just a little shout out there. And uh, like like I said, you know, this this podcast, we try to pull out some gold mm -hmm. that most people just don't know. Yep. And I could have told you there's no way you you know this. Right. But that doesn't mean you wouldn't. It just, I just knew you didn't. No, and yeah, and yeah. I don't want to imply that nobody listens to their music because... They do. They have a great following down in California. And you know, all it takes is one little, one little break on a little podcast in North Idaho that That's just true. springs them into um, having oodles of money. Very, very true. Very true. So anyway, I'm glad you liked it. Loved um, it. Loved it. This was one of the songs. And I think it's one of those songs, based on what you're telling me, that didn't, uh, 
you know, it's hard for small bands to break out. And it's even harder for bands who end up having a hit to continue to capture people's imaginations. To sustain, yep. To sustain. Uh, and so there's actually, um, in fact, to tease next week's episode, Ooh. Um, I've got one of those songs uh, from somebody that like was on the verge of being like a household name. Right. And for whatever reason, never became one. Yeah. So. I, and And there are a lot of those. Tons of those. And there are a lot of those that had that one hit. And most of the stuff we don't play... We do not play a lot of one-hit wonders. Right. Right? Right. But there, that doesn't mean there's a one-hit wonder out there that didn't have better you know, songs. Right. They just, for whatever reason, some producer somewhere, uh, a record label exec said, yeah, we're going a different direction. Yeah. And you just don't get that rhythm, that momentum back. Right. And it's tough. And then you've got other bands like Aerosmith who made it big and and brought themselves down but have the talent to come back clean. Right. It's amazing. Or you too, who continues to make crappy music and admits they make crappy music now. And yet and still yet, selling albums. Still selling out and people still going to the concerts, you know. Well, if you want to have any conversation with us about music, yeah. You can check us out on Twitter. We are at GSYNH podcast on Facebook, the greatest song you never heard. Uh, and of course, the greatest song you never heard. <laughs> Dot com. What is so funny? I, I nail all of those. You totally did. It wasn't you, it was me. I was thinking uh, it would be funny to do interviews, uh, just a one sentence with a bunch of random women and just play that for the podcast and call it the greatest mom you've never heard. <laughs> I'm so glad that you have these thoughts that make yourself laugh. Oh, if no one makes me laugh harder than me. That's right. That's right. Um, so thank you for joining us on this episode. Thank you, Chris, for entertaining yourself, even if uh, I can't uh, entertain you. And that was the greatest fill you've never heard. That's right. And will always be the... F- hey, by the way, this is the greatest May you've never heard mm. until now. How about that? Well done, Phil. See you next week when Chris brings to the table. He, he's just so giddy mm, about I'm it. I'm so giddy. We'll see you next week on The Greatest Song You've Never Heard.